Hi, this is Pam and this is Must Love Food. Thanks for joining me. It is spring, so we thought what better time to, than to talk to you all about your spring kitchen cleanup. Today I've got Maddie, Robin, and John with me. And um, so we all started talking about um, doing some spring cleaning and really how we tackled our kitchens. And so we thought we would share with you our thoughts about um, what we do or what might be a good thing to do. Maybe we're not doing it, but we aspire to do it. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll just jump right in. As, and, and you've heard this, I'm sure, forever and ever. It's dry spices. It's one of those things that they lose their potency fairly quickly. And so it is spring is a, probably a good time to maybe go through your spice drawer. And um, in the test kitchen, we used to buy big jars of spices and things like that because we use them a lot. But we tend to now buy, since we're, we're not in the office, we're working more from home. It's a, more of a hybrid situation. We are buying smaller um, things of spices so that we don't have to turn them over every spring or get rid of them. But I would say this is a good time to go through your spice cabinets and uh, see what's been there for four years or more <laughs> and maybe give it a little nudge to the, the waste bin. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, Pam, because it's funny for at least in, on our side, we really have to be careful about, you know, the spices and stuff we're using because we're making the recipes and say, you open a fresh jar of crushed red pepper flakes. And we've called for like a large amount because ours was has been around for a while. You know, that definitely changes the whole flavor of that recipe if you're using fresh versus not as fresh. <laughs> we have found that to be true. That's a very good example, Maddie. <laughs> and uh, I, I recently, well, I went through the the some spices here at uh, at work, and then that inspired me to go home and do that. And I had a lot um, until I went through my cabinet at home and was literally shocked at how many out of date things I had in my own cabinet. And I was ashamed of myself. I will <laughs> admit that um, things that I thought I could place when I had bought them, and it's like, oh, that was like two houses ago. Um, now, granted, I've moved a lot in the last four years, but um, but that was just embarrassing. I thought, Robin, you know better. And um, I really called the herd, if you want to, and, and pitched a lot of things. Um, so you're, but so, Robin, you're talking beyond spices, because that's what we're, I think that's the other thing is to yes. look at. Yes, right? Definitely the spices. I tell you what, there were some things that were just, um, I had had a long time and and some of them were things that I don't use very often, um, but still I needed to get rid of them because some of them were like at least, at least five years old. And I thought, oh, this has to go because when I do want to use them, I want the best flavor and the freshest ones that I, <laughs> the freshest flavor that you can have. And five-year-old spice that's been on my shelf <laughs> open is not going to be the right thing. So yes. It, they went and my my spice cabinet and is considerably smaller at this point. Um, I so. agree with you, Robin. <laughs> I think we had stuff in our spice cabinet once I was looking back, like something like dried parsley that you don't really use <laughs> like ever. But when we got married, our little thing to give away was a little spice to like mix into a dip, kind of little like a party favor. Oh, sure. So I'm sure that was probably from there because I'm like, when do I ever use, you know, something like that? One of those odds and ends spices that was in a recipe. (laughs) I have a a funny aside on that. 
I grew up in a household that my parents used dried parsley and didn't think anything of it at all. And this past winter, I bought several, like, I call them soup packets, but really they were dried beans and they might have some spice mixture or something along that, along with it. Mostly I pitched that or I did my own variation of these things. And I, I had uh, probably about five different ones making five different things and whatnot. Well, one of the ones I made, I could tell it was dried parsley in there and I'd use the spice pack and then add it in. And I had to kind of fish it out because when I tasted it, I just realized I don't like dried parsley. <laughs> okay, that is fair. But I will tell you that um, when I was growing my own, I did grow my own parsley for quite a while and I dried it. And there is a world of difference from when you dehydrate your own parsley oh, uh -huh. from what you buy. Does it taste jars. like real parsley then? It tastes a whole lot better. It's not the I same bet. as fresh parsley. Sure. But the flavor is is so much better so and it doesn't take much to dry of course to dry herbs and uh i would recommend that so if anybody is has not thought of that before or you have some you know you're growing parsley i would recommend doing that because goodness it's uh it doesn't take much and it really does make a difference to to dry your own so i know that's kind of off topic there but since we're talking no about i parsley, think that's great um so it, it it really was was good and and it's funny also that we're talking about this because I literally was at the grocery store a couple of days ago and I I bought dried parsley and I had to stand there I I stood there for a good five minutes debating with myself whether to put that in the soup that I was making for somebody or not but he specifically asked for a certain soup which I never would have made anyway and he told me what was in it and I'm like if you if you were not under the weather, I wouldn't do this, but you specifically asked for this and this is what's in this soup. But I thought, boy, it just pains me to buy this, but I did. So <laughs> we'll see. So now I have a jar of dried parsley in my own. You know, and I should I shouldn't diss it. I really shouldn't, but it just it there's a childhood memory and I wouldn't say I could pick it up with other spices, but the dried parsley, there is like a I don't want to say fake, but there is a not real parsley flavor that goes with it, it seems like. And so I, I would be curious to dry my own and then taste yeah, that you, versus- You will be happier if you do. And I wouldn't have just put fresh parsley in it, but he specifically sure. was- um, Yeah. He's not eating very well right now and he specifically sure. wanted a certain soup and this was don't in this stray. soup. And I thought, <laughs> don't stray, don't stray. Let's go against your culinary instincts and just put this in there, even though that's not what you would want. Well, and I, I'll add one last thing here to sort of dig myself out just a little bit. I do respect parsley and I do, I, you know, back in the day, I think parsley was just one of those things people thought was uh a little green addition to the plate, um, curly parsley, curly. maybe that you <laughs> would get. Curly parsley and a radish. <laughs> yes, and I parsley is a lot of flavor, and it really does bring beautiful brightness and and flavor to dishes. So it is not I, to be discounted or overlooked. Absolutely. Um, but if you're your dried parsley, if you've got it at home and you're using it, and go go with God and enjoy that, it's all good. <laughs> and. Um, but check your date and if if it needs to sort of recycle itself or cycle out and get fresh dried in, then. <laughs> right. And I may, 
I may finish this soup and eat my words because it'll be delicious. So, <laughs> there we go. There well, we go. I'll let you know. <laughs> with talk about parsley too, let's, you know, kind of like put the point out there that when our recipes most, you know, we're going calling for flat leaf parsley. If oh, yeah. you send your husband to the store or wife or whoever, you know, maybe just sent, you know, give it a little nudge about that because I think Shane has came home a few times with curly parsley and I'm like, <laughs> we can't use this. <laughs> There's a difference. There really is. There's a big difference. So, <laughs> oh, um, so just to speak, I mean, we shot yesterday the, the Perseid uh, oh, yes. sauce for those mushrooms. And that's a good example of what fresh parsley, you know, the brightness that you were talking about then. Uh, flavor that the chlorophyll brings and and all that good stuff so very vegetal and uh and a persiad sauce and somebody said persiad probably means parsley in french and i don't know that but i'm gonna say yes yes <laughs> but it's simple it's just some parsley lemon uh juice and zest some garlic and or at least the version that um i made this was for this is for an upcoming issue um and some oil and then it gets it goes over some king oyster steaks. So look look for that coming up in the fall. <laughs> well, and since we're on the topic of spring clean out, I kind of was have been trying to go through my pantry and go through some of that, not necessarily just dry ingredients, but also, you know, kind of the dry staple things that we have. And for some odd reason, we had like two boxes of graham crackers, and you know, it's not gonna be marshmallow season yet. So I thought. Um, at work, we also had a can of evaporated milk. So my mom used to always make these graham cracker bars, which only take like a few ingredients. So the girls were excited, but then come to find out Grace didn't like them. So Hannah, Shane, and I indulged in our graham cracker bars all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've never heard of those before. So they yeah, sound, it's I mean, graham crackers so simple. evaporated milk, that's it? It's like graham crackers, evaporated milk, I think a little baking powder, and chocolate chips. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it's very wow. simple. And you know, you pulse the graham crackers until it's like a powder. Then you just fold everything together and you put it into like an eight inch square pan and bake it. So what's the texture? Is it it's chewy? Soft. It's Is very it like yep, chewy, chewy okay. and soft. Um like a cookie, so like, like kind of cookie-ish bar yeah. like barish, like, like a that. brownie Not, kind of, okay. but a little more on the um sticky side. Okay. It's good. Um, Did you just have that in your back pocket? You just knew that from experience? I, well, I had to double check the recipe my mom gave me. But yeah, it was. it's pretty much like, you know, a, you know, maybe I, I can't remember if it's like two sleeves of graham crackers kind of thing or That's what. Cool. But yeah, I mean, so simple. And yet it's one of like the favorites in our family. <laughs> wow. That could awesome. worse. Reduce, yeah. reuse, recycle, you know, so. Yeah, exactly. Some of the best well, recipes have a few ingredients. That's a good way to clean up. And I, yes, because some of those things just get stuck in the cabinet and pushed to the back sometimes. And, I, and we do mm -hmm. need to, to pull things out and look what we have and, and use them up. Uh, because sometimes, you know, I know that we should do FIFO first in, first out. <laughs> but that doesn't always happen at home. Well, <laughs> speaking of the first in, first out, and I think, sorry, John, and you were saying earlier, Robin and, and Maddie, you kind of just said this, one of the things, so not just the spice jars, because that's, you know, kind of keep it fresh uh, as much as you can there. 
Um, but looking at dates, going through your pantry um, and your freezer and whatnot, and trying to hopefully you've maybe dated something or you maybe have some <laughs> memory of when you put it in there. Um, but um, but look at your pantry and look at your dates and um, definitely pitch the stuff that is expired um, or if it's soon to be expired and you're not going to use it, share it with a friend or take it to a food pantry. I have around the corner, there's a, um, a community kind of center and they have a, um, a drop thing out front where you can put canned goods or different things like that. So if you are cleaning up, um, and I just heard recently too on the, on the news that they're, they're expecting, um, there's been some legislation things happening. They, they expect the food pantries are going to be, um, uh, hit a little bit harder, especially with some costs going up and things like that. So I think that local food pantries are definitely, I would imagine, in need of um, donations. So I think that's a good thing when you're cleaning things out. If it's something that you've got multiples of and you don't need, share. If, you, if it's something that's got a soon-to-be-expired date and you know you're not going to use it, share it if you can. I, I give to friends, and but I also give to, um, like I said, local food pantries or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. Right. We have that in our town, To my, I live in a small town, not, not far from um, the office here. And we have that also, we have like three different locations where there's little box, you know, little, kind of like little lending libraries, but yep, they're, they're exactly. just kind of little portable if you will, um, not portable, but they're stationary. Uh, um, I agree with you. That's a that's a great way to share the the wealth, and it's easy. It's easy to drop off, and it especially uh, the one by me. It's at a church, and I can drop off my cans. They use that for mission work, and they also have a food food pantry box there, so it's a one stop shop for me. My cupboards are getting a little over full because sometimes <laughs> I buy things and forget them. I don't well, know why. <laughs> that makes me think one of the uh, more important tools for uh, cleaning out your kitchen is actually a, a step stool so you can get up and look all the way to the back of those cabinets Absolutely. that are just out of reach and out of mind um that's uh, i always make fabulous discoveries oh well, that's where that went oh those peppercorns i remember buying those <laughs> geez yep. how long has that pasta been up there now <laughs> absolutely and uh you know actually Spring cleaning is, is not a bad, you know, time to not only uh, go through things in, in our cabinets, but it's not a bad time to just wipe them out a little bit, too. Um, yeah. You know, Grandma was on to something with spring cleaning, and it feels really nice. Part of this is, too, we're moving offices, and so we're, we're downsizing our test kitchen significantly. And so all of us have brought a few things home that are are duplicates and no longer needed. And so we're fitting that kind of stuff into our kitchens at home. And so I went um, through my kitchen and tried to clean it up, but also like I went through my plastic wear, my plastic containers that I um, save food in. I'm trying to minimize my plastic and, and use more glass or things like that. But so I went through and pitched or gave away a lot of, um, that kind of stuff, the food, um, containers that I keep on. So it's just like, it's one of those things that's like a teetering thing. You're like, I can just fit one more. And, and every time you touch it, it falls over. At least it is for me. And it's just a mess. It's like socks too. Does it have a lid? It doesn't have a lid. I don't know. And so it's little things like that. If you clean, <laughs> I, John can feel me. I know what you mean. Like, <laughs> 
Matching socks? Exactly. <laughs> does it have, yeah, does it have a lid? Because if it doesn't have a lid, what do you use? You're not going to use this thing, right? So get rid of it. It's just taking up space. And it's when you get, when you clean up sometimes like that and you get it organized and you throw things out or give them away, reuse, somebody else um, can use them. It does help. It makes you feel a little bit lighter. And um, and then when you're in your kitchen, it, you're a little bit more, I think, productive and you can kind of have a little bit more fun and don't have to worry as much about these things that some take up probably some space in your mind that you don't even realize. <laughs> yeah, it helps with the mental inventory of what's there and what you can use. If you forget about stuff, you'll you, you go and rebuy it. And that's why you right. have two boxes of cram. <laughs> that box of Krispy Kreme cake that you found that's five years old. <laughs> no, I don't think that would happen at my house. <laughs> the girls would hold me accountable if we came home with something like oh. that. It'd have to be made. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know how that disappeared or where. I don't even know how we ended up with it. <laughs> uh but it's it's another good thing to go through. So we talked about pantry, we talked about spices, we talked about some of your equipment maybe, but also yeah, if something's not working and you've been it's been sitting around and you're like, I'll get to that, I'll get to that. Maybe hold yourself to a weekend and say, I'm gonna dedicate this weekend to going through my spices, looking at the dates on my pantry goods. And and I sometimes if I have multiple um broths or something, I'll line them up and I'll put white, like you said earlier, Robin, FIFO. So it might not be what I purchased that was first in. I look at actually the expiration dates and then line them up by expiration date. Yeah, uh, plan. So that I'm trying to use the one that's going to expire first. But, you know, go through your door on your refrigerator, which you know has like <laughs> a lot there, and then dig out what's in the back of your refrigerator and in your drawers and look at your freezer. And it is, and we've talked about this before, it really is a good thing to date your stuff. If you are, especially if you're somebody who might not go through it that often, uh, it will be hard to remember. I, I mean, I'm pretty good about going through, I, um, about my, my freezer and I've just, especially since COVID, I've, ha I've forced myself to do it just because I think I'm eating out of my freezer more often, but um, it is really good to date it. And then kind of same thing, go through, look at what you have there, kind of pull it out and then maybe organize it either by date or if it's been in there for a very long time, it might have to go or you might have to cook it. <laughs> like that ham bone from last Easter in your deep freeze. <laughs> oh, don't get rid of that. <laughs> means to make soup. I mean, we got snow here, surprisingly. Yep. <laughs> I think I see yeah. bean soup in your future. I know. But then I was like, the funny thing was, it it must have been, we're, we're finally going through our deep freeze, you know, getting to the bottom and actually seeing space down there. And I'm like, I think this thing was from a couple years ago. So I don't know if we'll be using it or not. <laughs> Um, and yes, I did I, the same thing. I looked in my freezer and thought, but I don't even know what this is. <laughs> I don't have off the top of my head guidelines for keeping frozen food. Does anybody sort of have a, if it's in a deep freeze, they typically say about a year. Okay. You know? 
that's kind of like the, you know, the standard for a deep freeze, I think for certain, I, I mean, everything kind of depends, but I know, you know, it's not being opened as often as like, say your freezer on your refrigerator. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So typically it's, you know, about a year, I believe for your deep freeze. And then what about a regular freezer? A couple months, months? I, you know, yeah, I I'm like, I can't months. remember. You know, they cycle so much more. With, so you've got the evaporative and, and you end up with freezer burn on things a lot faster for that reason. So I, I would think yeah, much shorter term for your refrigerator freezer. Yeah, our deep freeze is getting very slim these days. I'm ready for a good meat sale to stock it again. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen these days. <laughs> yeah. Well, keep your eyes open. <laughs> Another thing, I think Robin already kind of touched on it, but to, you know, wipe down all your things and even clean your stove. I know I am, or oven even, you know, I'm notorious for forgetting about doing these simple oven clean from, you know, baking those frozen pizzas and stuff falling down in the bottom of it. And, you know, yep. they get dirty mm -hmm. as well. <laughs> and, you know, another thing is um, to, if you've got like a butcher block, you might want to boil your butcher block, you know, clean that up um, clean and make sure you're cutting boards are clean just little things that sometimes we just in the busyness of daily life that we just kind of put aside and think well I'll get to that and then sometimes we don't get to it uh, uh sharp or sharpen your knives excellent mm -hmm. idea um, or and your kitchen shears things like that things like mm -hmm. it's a good time to sort of do uh routine maintenance on um and check your appliances too are they missing parts are they are they actually operating and I've been trying to get things um, more organized in my kitchen. Um, if you look at my kitchen, you think, oh, there's a lot of cupboards in here, but uh, I have a lot of stuff. So really, there's there's not. So I've been trying to be more efficient with what I have. Um, and I recently found my pots and pans cabinet is just not very useful space. So I found um, online some little shelf risers. And I've put those in there and boy, that has just made my life a lot easier, if you will. So does that give you like a shelf riser so that you can put something on underneath and then on top of it? So you kind of get double the space in? Yes. Yep. Yes. Because it's just a, it's a big one and there's a shelf in there yep. that doesn't really hold. You have to be very careful what put, goes on there because it doesn't hold anything. Um, so yes. So it just, I can have kind of a double layer and it works so much better. So it's helping on the on the wasted space. I have that in my uh, my glassware and my plates and stuff. I have that kind of thing, so it it works really nicely. Yes. Um, but I, I think that's a really too. I think that's a really yeah. good point of organizing. Take the time to organize your kitchen. Um, I got a magnetic knife mm -hmm. holder thing, and I'm like, well, this just makes me kind of happy too. I don't I didn't want them on my counter, and so they were in all in a drawer, which was fine but that drawer was getting kind of crowded with other things so I thought why don't you just do this and pull out the knives that you use all the time because there are a lot of knives in there um that's working out well too so it's just the little things and I'm like these things are making me happy what kind of a price can you put on that and none of these little no, items I agree have been, they've not been expensive things but they certainly have made me um happier so there we <laughs> and so look for the joy in the little things. I, <laughs> I love your tiered thing in your cabinet for pots and pans. And another thing people could even investigate if they don't have one and they're really looking to organize are pot racks. If you've got the beam or you, you can you can secure one in your 
uh, kitchen or something. Those are always good space savers too to kind of clear things up or yield um, Julia Child. I'm I'm going to call it corkboard, <laughs> but it's not corkboard. It's the pegboard. It's pegboard. Pegboard. Yeah. And um, she kind of made that famous. And so it's just a it's an organization. It's a way to organize your kitchen and kind of keep things uh, just kind of moving forward, you know, all pistons firing, I think. And um, we use our lazy Susan that's right by our stove for all of our pots and stuff. So that's helped us because it has two tiers kind of thing and you can stack multiples and combine. So my lazy Susan isn't strong enough. I don't have, I have pretty cupboards and I use quotes around that, but they're not heavy duty cupboards. So I think it would break my lazy Susan. <laughs> we'll see how long ours lasts because Max, our new little puppy, has decided to figure out like when he's counter surfing that he hits it and it flings it around and everything like <laughs> counter surfing. Okay, I need to understand what counter surfing is. Oh, he gets his little paws up on our countertops trying oh. to sniff out some food or whatever oh. goodies. He's notorious for snagging our kitchen towels and running off and I when you said surfing, I was envisioning on the top of the counter. So that's where I was. <laughs> he hasn't made it on our counters, but he has managed to jump from our furniture to our table. So it's, you know, probably in the making yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. He, he just needs to be just a touch bigger and then he'll be up there. Yeah. He's, he's getting yeah. big. Vera, well, hence why he's in puppy classes. <laughs> uh, I think the important thing is once you have organized, uh, and we've done a lot of this ourselves just this year, is be disciplined about putting things back and and where you'd found them and just keep it that way. Resist the temptation to go, oh, well, I don't have time to put this glass. I'm just going to throw it on the lazy Susan with the pots and pans. You know, it's like you got to resist that temptation because that's how things start to clutter and get junked up. <laughs> and um, yeah, Very good our point. Daughter, our daughter uh, took a gap between jobs and she sh came home. And this is also another thing. She had a different set of eyes to look at things. So you get very comfortable and very set in your ways and you know where everything is, but it just doesn't make sense. I mean, to somebody walking in from the outside going, why is this way over there when you use it every day and you this stupid thing here that you never use and yet <laughs> it's right next to the stove you know <laughs> good point oh thanks for pointing that out yes we're idiots so um it really <laughs> helps to have a different set of eyes sometimes to get on things to help you clean and organize so that really helped with our kitchen um but I, again i i think it's part of resisting the temptation to go, oh, I'm too lazy to do this. Just put it back here. And, and I think that goes a long way to just have a little bit of discipline. It's only a couple of steps out of your way to put it back where it belongs. You know, That's a great point, John. And I think the other thing on that end, too, is not like, okay, so you've gotten rid of X, Y, and Z. You don't have to buy either X, Y, and Z again or A, B, and C just to fill that space. Take your time. When you really need something or really, you know, if you're cooking something specific, yes, get something for that. But keep it lighter for a bit. Try to try to go along those lines as much as you can. Because um, And if you can allow yourself a weekend in the spring or whatever it may be to kind of really dedicate the time to go through your kitchen, I think it's, it's time well spent. 
going through pantries and freezers and, and as John was just in like your organization. Right. But let's, let's put a caveat there. Not everybody has that much time. So you know what, do it in increments. If you want to just set aside, say, okay, I'm going to have, I have this half hour, 45 minutes. What can I do in this length of time? Sure. And just, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? So don't get overwhelmed. If you have a mess like my house, um, sometimes I just think, oh, I just, I can't, I can't deal. Um, but I think, okay, I'll do this for half an hour. What can I get done? And it's kind of amazing <laughs> what you can organize or, or take care of in just a small amount of time too. So if you, if you don't want to set aside, if you have that whole weekend, just really tear into it. That's lovely. Um, it's a wonderful feeling, but if you don't, don't just, don't, don't throw up your hands and say, I can't maybe look at it one cabinet at a time one cat that's a good plan totally good plan kind of like our junk drawer it's kind of like it gets all clean and organized and all of a sudden somehow the chaos just came right back (laughs) heed john's words resist the temptation (laughs) as an aside so uh it was a friend's birthday last weekend. And so friends and I, uh, we rented a farmhouse not very far from in this nature conservancy over the weekend. And we brought food. It was a really, it was a big space. There were lots of bedrooms, lots of empty bedrooms, actually. And so in the kitchen, because this place says you can seat, it feed 30. There were, there was a big table in the, like the living room area, probably for games and stuff. And then two smaller tables in the kitchen and then a bunch of stuff in the closets that you could kind of set up. So we made one table, our eating table and the other table sort of became the junk table. And I resisted putting stuff. I did have my knife roll there because I brought some knives and some equipment. And so for everybody to use, I kind of left that there. But everybody else in the house just kept dumping their stuff. They would dump it on all the tables and I'd move it all over to this one table because I'm like, we specified this was our food table. I don't want to every time we're eating clean this. It's really interesting to see how different people kind of do different things. And um, I did notice a lot. I felt like I was cleaning up after others, but there was this one table (laughs) and I was like, it's okay if I can just load it all up here and leave it here and I don't have to deal with it and look at it fine by me but it is interesting to see how um it's sort of ingrained in all of us if that's how we if that's what we do at home we probably drop it here we and we have things kind of just sitting on different surfaces and we don't realize that but anyway that's just an aside I thought was pretty funny as I I kind of watched that and um I don't have that much space so I do try to keep it picked up but then again I'm sure somebody else would come in here I know somebody else would come in here and look and say yeah get rid of this get rid of this (laughs) this is unnecessary (laughs) in our house it's more along the line like the girls come home from school they empty their bags out and where do they put all of their artworks that you can't throw away just yet they pile it on the (laughs) center of our kitchen table And then it's like, slowly you start throwing it in the trash. And Grace is notorious for catching me and saying, but that's mine. Why are you throwing it away? So she'll take it up to her room. (laughs) More piles. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would say, do check out our how-to and tips section on our website. Because there are a lot of sort of 
especially in the tip section, there's a lot of time savers. So there might be a tip and a time saver in there that um, would be beneficial if you are considering um, undertaking a little bit of uh, organization in your kitchen. And as I said, some of our articles or how-tos, there might be some info. I, I do think there was some, uh, there's definitely an article on um, uh, setting up a pantry and that kind of thing. So pretty sure we have that. Uh, I think we I, hit the main points. I think so too. Don't forget to yeah. clean those floors. I oh know God. that's on my spring cleaning. <laughs> Patty, uh, you are welcome to come and help me. <laughs> I say it's on my list. Ask I how long it. it's been on said list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those grout lines. So you're saying Max isn't a good floor cleaner or... Uh... Oh, he gets, you know, he gets the, the good food parts off, but, you know, those grout lines, I think he's adding some dirt to them. <laughs> they were white, I thought. <laughs> Gray is a nice color for grout. I was going to say, Maddie, I think that you had off-white grout always. Yeah. Don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> I think they did a purposely gray in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, I think we've kind of uh, uh, organized ourselves or hopefully give, I've given myself a little bit of uh, a motivation, I think, to continue my efforts. I think I have more to do. I definitely know I need to check out my freezer. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, you know, the other thing I did, too, I also cleaned out my cookbooks. Um, I have had an addiction of cookbooks. Um I'm a recovering addict uh, cookbook. I really am. I'm, I'm a recovering, um, um, I'm not going to say hoarder because I'm not a hoarder, but accumulator of kitchen things, um, cookbooks, equipment, whatnot. And over the years, over the last 20 years, I have given a lot away. And um, I just recently went through my own cookbooks and I'm trying to think, and this, my cookbook collection is probably about, 25% of what it used to be. And I already, and then I just gave, and then this was just touching the surface 30 away. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I mentioned that to people as another thing to do. And I do think this too. I, like you, Robin, have moved um, probably more than most people. And when you move, that is a forced time that you have to go through things because it's better to it's better to get rid of it before you move it because you don't want to you don't want to go through the the pain and hassle of actually physically um, boxing it up and then you have to deal with it on the back end and you're also potentially paying somebody to move stuff that you'll never use again so you can kind of fake yourself out and say oh let's just pretend I'm going to move what do I want to get rid of <laughs> yes. yeah. Or what do you still have boxed from when you did move that hasn't even been looked at? <laughs> that there's that. <laughs> I think I think that box can just go right to the donation pile. <laughs> it's a mystery box. Good luck. <laughs> it's sort of like the clothes. They say if you haven't worn them in six months, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's hard. Like, like John was saying too, I mean, we're, we're asking you to Marie Kondo your kitchens and most of you listening probably are like us that, that food and the culinary world means something to you. You, you enjoy that space. Um, that's why you're listening to must love food. That's why you probably are a reader of cuisine at home. And so it's hard for us because it's, it's a space that we are very, um, attached to. So (laughs) we recognize it's, it's not easy. <laughs> yes. And how, you know, like Pam mentioned with us going through a move at our office to a different building and stuff. And I've just, you know, I've only taken home like very little, you know, but still I, I get the look from Shane, like, where are we going to put this? Put you know, and I'm thinking, well, what about that drill that's been sitting on our countertop that's been broken that you haven't said? <laughs> Don't even get me started on the garage. So. <laughs> We all have our quirks. <laughs> yes, we do. Oh, well, as I said, um, I hope uh, we've given you maybe some um, food for thought or some inspiration to take a look at your cabinets and your pantries and your freezers and, and all that kind of stuff. And mostly I hope we uh, keep you inspired to cook in your kitchen along with us because we're cooking and we're grateful that you are listening and and reading our magazine. Check out cuisineathome.com. As I said, I think there are definitely some tip and um, some articles there that might be worthy of a look over, maybe as you are brucing up your kitchen space. And um, yeah, come back next time when there will be more must love food. So thanks for joining us all today and uh, happy spring or happy spring cleaning, I should say. Bye-bye. Visit our site to learn about special offers, new products, and more for purchase. We offer live cooking seminars from pasta making and cast iron cooking to pie baking and stir frying techniques. Our special interest publications feature recipes centered around certain topics like feel-good food and slow cooker dinners. We also offer custom Cuisine at Home branded kitchen tools such as aprons, cutting boards, and bench knives. Shop all of our offerings at cuisineathome.com.